what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Some of you listening to me right now, you got a million dollar house. You've got cars and campers and house here and a house there. And the world reaches out for those things. But let me tell you, if you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got nothing. But if we'll accept Jesus Christ, we can have everything. Glory to God, we can have everything. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. And how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. And it came to pass, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as my soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, Elisha's journey to Bethel. Elisha has been under the tutelage of Elijah now for some 10 years. They've been to many places during that period of time. But the places that are given to us here in this passage in 2 Kings chapter 2, these are places that were chosen of the Lord specifically for Elisha. As we look at these places, they're very prominent in Israel's history. And I know that as Elisha traveled with Elijah to these places, the Lord spoke to him in some way and encouraged him, further preparing him for that which God ultimately had for him to do. And my prayer is that as we travel with them, over the next few weeks, that the Lord will speak to you and bless you and prepare you for what God has for you and for what God has for me. I want to look at, first of all, the persistence of Elisha. Second Kings 2 verse 2 and Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here in Gilgal, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as my soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Elisha knew that he was in the last days of Elijah's ministry. He knew 
that in just a short period of time, the Lord was coming to take Elijah away. But he did not know how that was going to happen. And he didn't want to miss that for the world. My friend, let me tell you something today. You and I are living in the last days of the church. And we should be persistent in the things of God. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. And my friend, you don't want to miss that for the world. You don't want to miss that for anything. Persistence. Where you go, that's where I'm going to go. Being dedicated. Being consecrated. And the reason the Lord's leading me to say these things this morning is because we're living in an age where people are not very dedicated. They're dedicated to worldly things. They're dedicated to going up there to that state fair this week. You say, Brother James, state fair ain't on right now. It will be by the time this goes out over radio. (laughs) You're dedicated to a lot of things in this world, but the things of God goes lacking. I mean, we're living in a day and age now. I can't even get people to volunteer and clean church anymore. We've got to go outside the church and hire a company to come in and clean the place. And that's fine when you're an older congregation and the people are no longer able to do certain things. But I'm talking about churches that's got young people in there and they just don't want to. Hello? Persistence. Dedication. Consecration. It's a rare thing today but the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back and Elisha said I'm going with you the Lord's coming and I'm not going to miss it and we've got to have that same persistence and dedication today they went to Bethel Bethel means house of God It goes back to when Jacob was running from his brother Esau. Jacob is the story of God taking a man. Jacob means deceiver. God taking a Jacob, a deceiver, and turning him into an Israel, a soldier of God. It's the story of the making of a man. But Jacob is running from his brother Esau. It all started when his mother Rebekah, if you'll go to Genesis 25, Genesis 25 verse 22, the Bible says that the children struggled together within Rebekah, and she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said, there are two nations in your womb two manner of people will be separated from thy bowels one people shall be stronger than the other people and the elder shall serve the younger and when the time came that she should be delivered there were twins in her womb the Bible says that the first one came out red 
all over like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. And after that came out his brother, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel, and they called his name Jacob. And so it was with Jacob. Born a minute too late, and a birthright too short. The birthright had to do with the coming of the Redeemer. The one that had the birthright got a double portion of the inheritance. The one that had the birthright was looked at as the future leader of the family, the priest of the family. And Jacob wanted it. But he was born a minute too late. And because of that, he was not qualified for the birthright. Now, I want you to get that. Because of his birth, he was not qualified for the things of God. And so it is with all of mankind. Because of our birth, we are not qualified for the things of God. Because the Bible says that we're born in sin. And the wages of sin is death. Sin is what? makes us unqualified for the things of God. Oh, but the Lord Jesus Christ came and took care of that. The Lord took care of that, and because of what He did, and our faith in what He did, you and I are now qualified. Glory to God. We're qualified. Name written down in the Lamb's book of life. But as the boys grew, Esau became a cunning hunter. And he'd go out hunting. And Jacob took note of Esau's routine. And he concocted this scheme, this plan. And while Esau was gone out hunting, and you got to understand that back in those days, they didn't have McDonald's and Bojangles and Burger King. Those places hadn't come along yet, and Esau had been out there hunting all day, and he ain't got nothing to eat. So Jacob took advantage of the situation and made a big old pot of stew. Had the whole house thinking. You get a pot of collards going in your house, and you got the whole house smelling like collards. You cooked some last week. The house still smelling like collards. <laughs> Uh, Jacob got the whole house smelled up and here comes Esau in been hunting all day ain't eating nothing starving to death he comes in the house and what in the world you got cooking boy it smells good up in this house Jacob said I got a big old bowl of Brunswick stew over here I gotta have me a bowl of that stew Jacob said, well, sell me this day your birthright, and you can have a bowl of stew. And Esau sold Jacob his birthright, that which has eternal consequences for a bowl of stew, that 
which is temporary. And you think of that. There's a lot of people out here in this world today that have sold that which has eternal consequences for that which is temporary. The Bible says that Esau despised his birthright. A short time later, Isaac called Esau into his chambers. said, son, I want you to go out and catch me some savory meat such as I love and fix it for me. And my soul was going to bless you. In other words, Isaac was going to give him the birthright blessing. Rebecca was standing around the corner and she overheard the conversation. And she called Jacob and said, Jacob, I want you to go out and kill two kids of the goats. Bring them to me. I'm going to fix up savory meat and you can give it to your father. And he'll give you that birthright blessing. And Jacob said, now, ho, ho, wait, wait on here just a minute now. Me and Esau, we're twins, but he's a hairy man, and I'm a smooth man. And I know Isaac can't see too well, but if he feels my arms, he's, he's going to figure out that I'm Jacob, and I'll bring a curse on me instead of a blessing. She said, don't worry about it. I got it covered. So Jacob goes out, he kills two kids of the goats, brings them back, and Rebecca, she fixes it up. And Jacob walks in now before Isaac, and he's covered in goat skins to deceive his father into getting the birthright blessing. And it worked. Isaac gave Jacob that birthright blessing. Jacob leaves, and when Esau comes in, he finds out what Jacob had done, and he is not a happy camper. He's now out to kill Jacob, and Jacob had to get out of town quick. He, I mean, he didn't even take time to pack a bag. I mean, Jacob left in such a hurry, he left his cell phone on the table in the kitchen. That's how big a hurry he was. Going to go stay with Uncle Laban, and that was quite some journey. He's running, exhausted. Just a young teenage boy out in the world alone for the first time. In his life. He's cut off from his family. He feels like his brother could step around the corner at any moment and just do him in. And as the sun goes down. The world is getting dark all around him. And off in the distance he can hear the howling of wild animals. And he has nothing to defend himself with. He was a young man that had everything. Now he has nothing but what clothes are on his back. And he don't know 
where he's at. He don't know where he's going. And the Bible says that he lighted upon a certain place. Genesis 28, verse 11. That place was Bethel. I want you to understand this today. Jacob's in this place where he's at because of sin. Some of you listening to me right now, the reason that you're in the place that you're in is because of sin. And you want to blame this one and that one and whatever and situations and circumstances. You want to blame the president and political things. But if you'll be honest with yourself, the reason you're in the mess you're in is because of sin and decisions that you have made. Bethel is a hard place, ladies and gentlemen. Genesis 28, verse 11, the Bible says that Jacob took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. My friend, when you make your bed hard, you have to lay in it. The Bible tells us in Galatians 6 and verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Bethel is a place where God can deal with you. And let me tell you this. God knows how to deal with you. God knows how to deal with that wayward one. In our minds, we can cock this and that, and we, oh, if this would happen and that would happen, they'll come to God. Stop worrying about all that. God knows how to deal with people. And He deals with Jacob in a dream. Genesis 28, verse 12 Bible says, He dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached into heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending upon it. That ladder is a type of Christ. And it was only one ladder, ladies and gentlemen. There's only one way to heaven, and that is through and by the Lord Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary. There is no other way. Verse 13, the Lord stood above the ladder and said unto him, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it unto thy seed. Jacob is laying there on those rock pillars. All he's got is the clothes on his back. He has nothing but God promises him everything. Glory to God. Did y'all hear what I said? Here this young man, he has nothing. But God promises him everything. It's the same with you and I today. We have nothing. 
Some of you listening to me right now, you've got a million-dollar house. You've got cars and campers and house here and a house there. And the world reaches out for those things. But let me tell you, if you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got nothing. Nothing. But if we'll accept Jesus Christ, we can have everything. Glory to God. We can have everything. If you're saved today, you've got everything. You have an inheritance. It's called heaven. It's a city that's 1,500 miles square and 1,500 miles high. Glory to God. You can have it. Let's look at some numbers. Genesis 28, verse 14. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Only God can give an increase in numbers. We spend a lot of time working with the numbers, and God can speak a word and solve that problem overnight. The Lord does this through the seed, capital S, seed, the Lord Jesus Christ. He does it through the seed. At that time, it was the one who was to come, the Redeemer of mankind. Today, that Redeemer has already come. He is the seed. And as you and I carry forth the seed, the Lord Jesus Christ, then all the families of the earth can be blessed. Glory to God. And the Lord takes care of the numbers. He said in Genesis 28, verse 15, He said, Behold, I'm with you. He said, I'm going to keep you in all places, whither thou goest, and I'll bring you again into this land. And I will not leave you until I have done that for which I have spoken to thee of. In life, you're going to find yourself in a lot of places. But as a Christian, you're not alone. The Lord is with you. I said, the Lord is with you. His presence is with you. The Bible says that Jacob awakened out of his sleep, Genesis 28, verse 16. And he said, surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid, and he said, how dreadful or how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning. He took the stones which he had for his pillows, and he set them up for a pillar, poured oil upon the top of it, and he called the name of the place Bethel. Bethel speaks of the presence of God. Jacob made a vow there, and he said, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my Father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. Genesis 
This is the place where Jacob got saved. The house of God. By the presence of God. You see, the church is running aground on the numbers today. As it pertains to people and money. We're concerned about the presence of people and the presence of money. But the presence of God has gone lacking. And I believe if the church will start to concentrate more on the presence of God, then he'll take care of the presence of people and the presence of money and the presence of other things that we long for and desperately need. Are you you hearing me? Are you getting this? Presence. The presence of God. And as Elisha stood there in Bethel, he was reminded, this is the house of God, the presence of God. And Elisha is learning there in Bethel the importance of the presence of God. Church, we must have the presence of God. And we just need to remember that without the Lord, we can do nothing. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.